fellow citizen or garajanin, a word for citizen in Russian and a title of this podcast. I am happy to invite you into a new episode through which you will hear another view on a city, a new perspective on urban living and one more way to be a citizen during day and night. Thank you for committing your time to it. Notice how your city will change after you have listened to someone else's urban story. Feel free to follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook or even become a patron on Patreon. I have to say that, but now we are ready. Listen in. Enjoy. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy. In the beginning, I'll ask you to describe yourself, tell listeners who you are, and then I will start asking the main five questions. Yes, let's go for it. So, uh, I am Mustafa Sharif. I am 26 years old, originally from Iraq, Baghdad, and I moved to Sweden for 10 years ago. So, in uh, 2010. Yes. Yes, so I study in uh, Lund, architecture with engineering, and then I didn't see really my passion is about really like architecture and engineering. I hated the calculation and so on, mm-hmm. so many numbers. Yeah. Even though I was, uh, how to say, mentoring in the mathematics and engineering, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like it. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, I, I always want, like, when I started to study architecture and engineering, I didn't see my passion there and mm-hmm. I was thinking I need some to work with, like with a bigger scale mm-hmm. to understand the, the image, the, the whole image. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Stockholm and I started to study my master mm-hmm. in KTH. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Sustainable Urban Planning and Design. And then like from the first day, my heart like started to beat so fast. Mm-hmm. I know that I fall in love with this. Yeah. And from that time, my my love and pa- passion about cities grow up so much and uh, as I say I fall in love with it so I study also uh, urban planning in uh, Milano mm-hmm. and uh, when I come back I was like really mind blown by all the different interesting aspects and also mm-hmm. like the different uh, scales people and all the different things that mm-hmm. within the city yeah. so for me it was like something really amazing mm-hmm. so i come back here to stockholm i applied for every single company that you can imagine in scandinavia okay. <laughs> as an urban designer or uh, as an urban planner, urban planner. Mm-hmm. yes it was really hard to get like a job and then um, suddenly i got like five interviews mm-hmm. yeah with different companies big companies small companies so I did the interview and then I started, I, I selected one to start to work with and mm-hmm. they are more oriented toward cities for people mm-hmm. that working with focus that uh, human should be the start point of uh, urban planning, mm-hmm. which is what I'm really passionate about and this is what I'm believing in, mm-hmm. that uh, cities should be based on people's stories. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, so like it's in my, how to say, in my blood, like this is uh, city planning, community engagement. Mm -hmm. And basically this is me, very short, like this is my background. And I'm also uh, running a podcast and now I'm listening to your 
podcast so it's a really <laughs> a great podcast and I'm I can imagine like you have a really promising future so well done and keep doing it oh, I can say the same to your podcast I can see it growing really fast and yeah I can only see the numbers because I haven't been involved like I just know saw it recently but I can already imagine how fast it grew and how far it will go thank you so much thank you it was nice that in your description you included so much of a process it wasn't just where you arrived it was how you came here exactly because what i believe like in the from what i listening in the po- different podcasts mm. people like tells about success stories of success and so on mm-hmm. but i believe that in order to success you need to go through a journey yeah. And I'm always believing that the journey that's count, not only the moment when you celebrate the success. Mm-hmm. So and journey could be up and down, you know, drama, happiness <laughs> and so on. Yeah. It's good to hear other people's journeys as well. Exactly. So you can learn and mm-hmm. get inspired. Yeah. Let's go to the first question. Let's do it. Yeah. What is a city for you? Well, <laughs> um, a city f- a city for me as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm passionate about cities. Mm-hmm. And a city for me, it's like a love relationship. Mm-hmm. And in this relationship, I need to spend time with the city in order to experience it, in order to explore what is in this city. And a city is like, again, like a relationship in, in life. Yeah. It has its up and down. You have a good places in the city. You have... A, Places that you don't like, mm-hmm. you have a drama when people like going out, demonstrate and uh, protesting, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have this lovely romantic, mm-hmm. then like some spots in the city when you feel the happiness, when you feel calm, maybe waterfront or in the park or maybe even in your courtyard or at home. So this is a city, it's a livable relationship when you need to deal with like both happiness, sadness, mm. people, uh, material. So, yeah, this is it for mm. me. I think it's really open word to describe it, but it really explains a lot of things and really puts it into another perspective. Yeah, it's it's a as how you mentioned, it's like a, it's a big concept, you know, mm-hmm. a big how to say perception about what yeah. is a city. But in the same time, this is how I feel about it. And I believe that I need to spend a lot of time and energy in order to maintain this relationship. So I need mm-hmm. to explore what is in the city. I need to understand the different people, the, the religi- relationship between the places. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's an interesting relationship. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. And the way you look at it really makes you an urban designer in the way in a very responsible manner let's say yes yes and it's uh, put a bit more pressure on me because i'm as you mentioned like a urban planner and designer so mm-hmm. every millimeter in the city matters for mm-hmm. people and for me so i need to really be careful and i shouldn't really assume my plan and my design and assume mm-hmm. people's life you know decide mm-hmm. on what people are going to do I know it's part of the job, like planning cities for people, but at the same time, I believe that people should be part of uh, what we create because they are the end user of this city. So they should really be involved in order to create something they want and they like Mm -hmm. and not 
something they be forced to be part of. Yeah. So they're not in your relationship, but they're in their relationship. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So this, this is this is the cool thing. Like you have a relationship with a, with your city. I have my relationship and mm-hmm. so on. And we going to meet mm-hmm. because the relations meet, you know. Yeah. So, for instance, now in Stockholm, we met. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship with Stockholm. I have a relationship with Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And then we met and this is a happy moment. Yeah, but there are different moments in the same city relationship. Exactly. Yeah, it's maybe sounds a bit philosophical, but but I I, I, how to say I enjoy thinking, you know, like in a philosophical way a bit just to how to say to raise up this. Is this logic Mm -hmm. or is this make sense or not? So it's like a kind of way of processing what is a city for me. Mm -hmm. The question was a bit tough. I will admit that. Yeah, especially for me, I thought it's going to be easy because I'm an urban planner, but actually no. The next question is, what are you for the city? Well, for the city, I believe that I am a change maker, mm-hmm. that I am going to change the city and take it one step further to be more social, more sustainable city. Mm-hmm. It might sound big, especially like, um, I guess... Um, especially for the seniors that listening to this episode, like they will be like, oh, this uh, this guy is just 26 and he's a change maker. But I believe in change has nothing to do with age. It has to do with energy. If you really believe in something and you can contribute to change it, then you're a change maker. So now when I started to work as an urban planner, I really like trying my best to design city for people, to include people, especially kids, uh, girls, women, to to be part of this mm-hmm. city. Yeah. So, and this way, I believe this is what the change I make. And also about the podcast that I'm doing, like uh, also trying to interview people, to, yeah. to inspire people so that in, they can be part of the change. Exactly like how you do now. You're doing this to inspire people. Mm-hmm. And this might change m- minds of many people yeah very step by step slowly but exactly exactly so if i like change one percent and you do your one and some other people do then we have a hundred percent of change yeah (laughs) so yeah i I believe this is what i'm imagining when i die you know on my grave the stone it will be written cities for people so so this is what i'm this is what my life is going to be about I feel like we almost need to finish there, but no, there is another question. It's like, phew. Okay, the next question is a bit further from that. And it is based on my dissertation I have been doing through drifting, as I mentioned to you, through the cities and analyzing artificial lighting in different cities, always at night. So what I'm doing now is asking different people what they think about it. So the question is how artificial lighting impacts on your mood, behavior, and maybe feelings when you walk in the cities at night. Yeah, very interesting and good question, by the way. Important question. Well, the artificial lighting affect my mood so, so bad. I will say like yeah. this. Because uh, what I experienced, indoor, we have really good artificial lighting the the light designer is so good in creating mm-hmm. a beautiful atmosphere this is indoor when you go to a restaurant like a bar or like even a stadium you know you see this like a very well made 
what do you call it, light design. Mm -hmm. So you feel happiness. You feel you're part of this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. Mm -hmm. The time I step out of a building to the city, mm -hmm. then the drama starts. Yeah. Because then the lighting in the city, it's really not well made. Mm -hmm. And yes, and it's affect me so much like in the way which which path I'm going to walk or which mm -hmm. bus station I will wait to get the bus mm -hmm. or which let's say which uh, which club I'm going to have party you know it's effect it's how to say this is the number one when I am thinking in doing things let's say mm -hmm. when it's dark do you consciously think about it yes when you walk you think about this yes yes the thing is that uh, I'm I, th I thought a lot about this, mm. why, why we have so bad lighting in the city, mm. but really good in indoor, because the thing is, uh, we have a really talented light designers. It's not about light designers. Mm. They are so good. Mm. And I'm really happy that now in the last, in, in the last let's say, decades that we started to say, okay, we need a light designer. Mm. But when it comes to urban planning and or urban design project, we sign in a light designer in the end of the project mm -hmm. when we don't have actually money for this. So lighting is not something integrated in the project. It comes like really in the end. This is not all of the project. Of course, some of the project or mm -hmm. I, what I see, it's the majority of the project. They sign in a light designer in the end mm -hmm. when the budget is not so much. Yeah. Then, of course, the light designer have not so many choices mm -hmm. and have to, to choose something like, you know, it's going to be a kind of worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. So what I'm experiencing, this spotlight, when it's put so much light on you on a spot, mm -hmm. but everything around you, it's dark. So you cannot see anyone around you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, this creates a great stage to uh, do a crime. Mm -hmm. yeah. So back to your question about if, mood. yeah, my mood is like this. As I told you, this, the time I step out mm -hmm. and when it's dark in the city, my mood changed, completely changed. I started to worry. And it, many people think it's only about like girls mm. that feel unsafe. Mm. It's true because like statistics show like girls are more sensitive to that topic. Mm -hmm. But even like for me, I feel it as well. Mm -hmm. I'm really scared. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like I pretend sometimes that I'm listening to music, but I do not. I, mm -hmm. I have my headphones. I just pretend that I'm cool and walking, uh -huh. you know. But the thing, the, the thing inside is like it's completely silent. So I need to to hear if someone comes from the behind, yeah. or if I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Especially here, like in we talk about Stockholm, Sweden, like it's very beautiful, integrated the forest, the urbanity. Mm -hmm. So in order to to get to your place, if you're not in the downtown, you need to pass through some parks, forest, and so on. And this is scares me a lot because uh, usually lighting in the in the green areas is not so good. There is there is not so much focus on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are other aspects of it, of course, because then maybe it should be dark at night. There, there are many. Yeah, I'm a bit critical about how to say lighting because if you say, okay, why should we light it? Because it there is no need. There is no one there. But then you, if you talk that we are a smart city, then you can have a lighting. And when it, there is a sensor, if, see like in, in 500 meters, if there's someone is coming, I light the park or the path. Yeah. 
And then when it's no one, the sensor field or sensors, yeah. no one. So shut it down to save the energy. So there are some way to solve it, but it's about the the mindset. And again, yeah. it's about the you know the budget and when you sign in the the lighting designer. So artificial lighting limits me mm-hmm. so much. Oh, that's interesting to hear your perspective. Yeah, on. like if if I in, in the city, like when it's daytime. I am 100% active in the city, going around, eating, walking, talking, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying really like 100%. Yeah. The time it gets dark in some like parts of the city, mm-hmm. and unfortunately the main part of the city that I use mm-hmm. are not really well lighted. Mm-hmm. So like when it's evening, I'd be like, oh my God, no, I don't want that. Uh-huh. And you can imagine like how much I love cities and then I see this drama <laughs> happening. So. <laughs> Ah, yes. But also another reason that came to my mind to why it's so much better inside, because then it's more directly linked to profit. So if the the club has very good lighting or the restaurant, they can see why this well thought through lighting really brings more customers in the city. Maybe people don't really analyze it that much. Exactly, because indoor you can, how to say, you can see... The benefit of it, let's say in this month, you know, yeah. how many uh-huh. customers you got, yeah. and you can make some like relationship with the lighting mm-hmm. and say, okay, we have good lighting, we install a good lighting, then you have so much customer, yeah. so much money. Yeah. It's good, lighting is good. Mm-hmm. But city-wise, we, we are not in that stage that we can mm-hmm. understand and measure how good it is to have a lighting. Yeah. You know what is good lighting exactly what is good i believe the light designers know what is a good lighting and they made like many like studies scientific studies research how good is lighting how it affects our city you're in your podcast doing it for instance like if you many you ask many people what is uh, artificial lighting yeah for them for them exactly and i think people agree about Mm -hmm. a a general but then it's the light designer that take it to the next step but when it comes to the urban lighting, like artificial lighting in the urban areas, we are not there yet to understand how important it is to invest. Mm-hmm. We are, we, I think we are investing in, uh, we're putting so much money mm-hmm. in the wrong elements. Mm-hmm. Let's create highways. Highways is good, for, of course. I, I'm not saying highway is not good because cities will die if there is no highway, you know, for the logistic and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think it's got so much when it comes to lighting mm. it's it's just about the mindset to include lighting in the project as a main element mm-hmm. not something you just add okay let's have lighting in the end it's fine yeah well that's interesting that you discussed it from your position as an urban planner who sees how what at what, what stage lighting design is invited i'll try to work on that when i can yeah <laughs> yeah of course and it's also again it's uh Many people think that it's the lighter designer's mistake. Mm. I don't believe that. I I think that the project owner or the client municipality or the landowner, it's the responsible to well, include. Responsible, yeah, it's it's true. You're right. Yes, but I think the main responsibility is mm. to when you when you put the budget, mm-hmm. you say this amount of money is mm-hmm. for lighting. It's a it's a it's a complicated yes it's a it's a bit com- this is about cities it's so much lovely so cool it's complex a lot of challenges relationship yeah yeah 
Then the next one, now we can go wild. How your dream ideal city looks like, feels like, what it is. Yes. Well, I guess it's a combination between three cities that I lived in. Uh, I lived originally in, in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. We are eight million people mm-hmm. in very like small space. Mm-hmm. So you can see people everywhere like literally every everywhere uh-huh. like if you drop what do you call it if you drop something it will falls on someone <laughs> uh-huh. so and uh, so people this is one element mm-hmm. and then in uh, in milano mm-hmm. when i was living there mm-hmm. i see the art in this in the street in the public they invest so much in art mm-hmm. and you know uh, milano is very well known for the fashion capital mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. uh, modern art, architecture. Mm-hmm. They invest a lot in making the city beautiful mm-hmm. when it comes to the art and fashion and, uh, you know, lighting as well in some parts, let's mm-hmm. say. Art, mm-hmm. this is the second element. Yes. Third element is in Stockholm here, as you know, the city is divided to three parts. One third is the urban, mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. and one third is the green space, and one third is the water. So from Stockholm, I like this harmony between the green and the blue. I know it's hard to, to how to say, to have a river in a city, you know, like because not all the cities that have, but you can create. But my, you ask about my dream city or how to say it. Yes, exactly. So it's a city where the green meet the blue and meet the, the gray, the urban. Okay, okay. it's sad, sad to call it the gray, gray, but... It is a gray yeah, aspect. but so when, when you, you put, put add the the art, art element, you change the gray to another color, mm-hmm. to just making it colorful, mm-hmm. and then you just add the people, mm-hmm. so it's become livable. So my how to say my dream city, and this is what I'm working on now, like every day with the project, mm-hmm. is to have a place where people feel part of it, where people feel they are inspired by their environment. Like you, they walk around, they see the beautiful nature. They see the beautiful sculpture. They get really inspired, and this will ins- this inspire them to be creative in what they do. Like if they work in their relationship at yeah. home, you know, like mm-hmm. make them happy, yeah. because this is what cities should give to the people. Mm-hmm. This is what cities are responsible to give to people to make them happy. Otherwise, what's the point of life? If you're not, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not. Mm-hmm feel good happy what's the point of your living in a city that feels you're in a prison you know so my dream city is a city based on people for people by people and then with the three these three elements arts green blue yeah yeah i like the metaphor you used for coloring the gray urban with the art yeah when you lived in milano was it what were you doing there? You were just studying. I was uh, studying urban planning and architecture. Mm-hmm. So I was there around one year mm-hmm. and I was very inspired. Uh, I never attend university. <laughs> okay, that's why you were so inspired. Sorry for all my professors, for, for my family that thought I was <laughs> attending the university. I was in university just when it was an exam. The, the rest of the time I was traveling observing how cities work, what's yeah. art, and I like really travel so much. Mm-hmm. And just to, 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 to experience cities, experience mm-hmm. uh, how people move, what makes people feel good, mm-hmm. talk to people. So this was, th- 
Mil- my my life in Milan inspired me so much now. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah, even if you mention it as one of the cities, or the three cities you lived in, um, just this one year. Yes, was enough exactly. Yeah, I think uh, it's so. It was so powerful. So one year was enough to 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 how to say to to inspire me. And this is what mm-hmm. c- cities should do. You know, you yeah. don't need like to spend fifty years, mm-hmm. and then you mention. Oh, now I understand. This is magic mm. happens, you mm. know, quickly. Yeah. yeah, maybe for different people, it's different. Of course, but, yeah, of yeah. course. It depends on the people, that. depends on how much you spend time in the city, how much you explore the city. Mm-hmm. So it's big different. If I was just sitting at home in Milano, I will never tell you, oh my God, Milan's so beautiful. But just because I was going to like every single gallery, art gallery, mm-hmm. to every single festival, mm-hmm. to to like uh, catwalks of the fashion, when you know, experience it, yeah. drink with people, then I understand what is it mm-hmm. about. Yes, I got uh, how to say plus ten kilogram. Wow. <laughs> good, good. Yes. That's a year well spent, I think. <laughs> yeah, mm. it can come to the last question. It could be quite big. So what do you do to make this dream city come closer to your life or come closer to us? To make it uh, happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be something that people who listen to you think that they could do as well. Yes, of course, because this is what I'm uh, believing in, actually, that me by myself, I cannot change everything, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to city. It's a relationship, so the other part should put some effort on it <laughs> so how to make it happen how to make a happy city or, or a good city a social city mm-hmm. it's responsibility is divided to many parts mm-hmm. my responsibility is to try as much as possible to include people in my design to design to plan and design mm-hmm. a city that fits to people not to cars mm-hmm. what we were planning and last years, it's mm-hmm. only, you know, highways, giving the car the priority, so many parking spaces mm-hmm. and divided city that you you need to have a car in order to go to buy something or in order to go to play football mm-hmm. or in order to go to dance. But in the, in the social city, in the, in the city based on people, so you should able to go to what you want, your facility by walking, taking bike, public transportation. Car shouldn't be part of your daily life mm-hmm. because then we, it's going to be a question about people that don't have money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How are they going to... Exactly, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting bigger. You know, the problem getting... Yeah, we need like a whole season to talk about this. <laughs> then you have, you have kids, you have students, you have single moms, you know, mm-hmm. people that really not have the opportunity to you to have a car to park it to pay for it to and in the end it's also it's not sustainable if we think about now we're talking a lot about cars but anyway my responsibility or how to make this happen is to find a design and plan that makes people's everyday life easier that they don't need to have a car to do something they can walk and bike they can easy meet each other have a social life a community Walls shouldn't segregate them, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a joint city. Now it sounds a bit like you are creating one plan that everyone could use, which I don't think you're doing. It's a, it's a kind of, it's a, it's difficult because every city has, a, every part of the city has a special story. Mm-hmm. And we cannot like just copy paste mm-hmm. 
that's why we failed planning city because we're trying to copy how dubai did or we're trying to copy how usa did mm -hmm. but this is a big fail because people here are not the same people in dubai and here or are the same people let's say i don't know in australia because mm -hmm. every space has its own story people have their own traditions how they behave how they their culture so that's why I, I am telling that my responsibility is to understand people, to plan city for your people. People's responsibility, the listeners, mm. the great listeners of this podcast, mm. they should be more engaged when it comes to planning cities. They should understand what is their city about, what is happening in the city, who is deciding the city, because the listeners should be, the listeners, the people should be part of the future city. It's their own city. So uh, be engaged in what's going on when, especially here in Sweden, we have uh, this kind of, uh, we call it uh, public dialogues, Medbury dialogue. Mm -hmm. When city wants to do something, uh, they ask people, what do you want? Common. Yeah, in Europe, in Europe as well, yes. Uh, here they're trying to include people more, like in the different processes. Yeah. So I really recommend people to be part of this. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, go tell your feelings, your expectation, your dreams. It helps us. It helps the municipality, helps us. How should we plan a city that mm -hmm. you will feel good? You will feel happy to make a family there. You will be creative in creating business mm -hmm. and contribute. And you will create a good community. Mm -hmm. So this is the part of the people that they should really be more engaged, understand what is this, what city is about. Mm -hmm. Uh, what makes a city sustainable, how should, like, how can they be part of this game? Mm -hmm. And then uh, the municipality or the landowners that... Uh, Who are listening to my podcast, of yes. course, all of them. Yeah. Yes, they should rethink about where they put their money, where mm -hmm. they, how they invest. Are they investing in segregation or in creating communities? It's a big difference. So I think stepping back, looking to the city, to what is a city for people, that will help us a lot to create a good city when everyone is happy, mm -hmm. when it's equal. I know it's difficult to reach. It's like, I, it's a kind of impossible, but it's, it's, a it, it's a process and we should never give up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we should, oh my God, we will never reach this. It's go never gonna be perfect, mm -hmm. but uh, we will always try because this is life. This is a relationship. It's not about giving up. It's trying. Beautiful. I think we can end it there. It's inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm again. I'm I'm really happy to be part of this podcast. I'm listening to your podcast. I'm happy about it, and I will encourage you to keep doing this. This because we need a lot of inspiration. Same to you. Keep your work going. I will. Thank you for being with us, dear citizen. And I wish you to notice something new the next time you go into the city. Bye.